0: four three two one hello and welcome we are live people of the world marketing as a foreign language episode 98 the big news today is that uh twitter ceo jack dorsey admits that he handled a blocked post article uh, regarding the biden's he says it was unacceptable We're going to hit that story from two angles. Uh, Facebook, Twitter making editorial decisions to limit distribution of story claiming to show smoking gun emails relating to Biden and his son. In related news, what Kaylee McEnany has said after her Twitter account was locked. I think this has something to do with that as well. YouTube following Facebook in banning QAnon, which is uh, big news. We covered that yesterday. They said that they wouldn't and now they're uh, changing course and uh, linkedin marketing solutions looking ahead on the business side last but not least google facebook and apple in the crosshairs as lawmakers agree in the european union uh, for some sort of intervention that is what's on the docket today folks let's get started hey everybody the intersection of politics and social media is unavoidable especially in october of an election year so here we are uh twitter ceo admitting he handled the block post article um, saying it was unacceptable we're live 10:30 a.m pacific standard time uh, every monday through friday if you want links to the articles we're going over they're right there in the description twitter ceo jack dorsey according to the new york post said it was unacceptable that the social media giant blocks users from sharing a post expose about hunter biden's emails so he said twitter ceo that it's unacceptable that he and the folks at twitter blocked users from sharing this post without providing a clear message as to why so we covered this in a previous episode where we said hey look twitter is going to be fine facebook's going to be fine if there isn't a consensus of folks on the platform that feel as though they are being censored and they're not allowed to talk. Um, it's kind of the equivalent of if you're in a classroom where you, you're there by your own will, right? You're not getting a degree. You're just you're there for the learning, whatever. And uh, you raise your hand and you just never get called on. You're not allowed to speak. You don't get a turn. So I, I think we're a far cry from that currently on Twitter. However, um, I do think that uh, Facebook and Twitter, in an effort to be the adults in the room— Um, occasionally step over that line. Dorsey released his statement in a tweet Wednesday night, hours after a number of high profile Republicans, including Senator Josh Hawley, a Republican from Missouri, blasted the social media giant for blocking the stories from being shared on the platform. Quote, our communication around our actions on the New York Post article was not great. And this is from New York Post, and blocking URL sharing via tweet or direct message with zero context as to why we're blocking is unacceptable this is from dorsey in a tweet so yes um it would appear to me that they they know that they made a mistake i am not against twitter blocking content that they think is misinformation i think they're going to get it wrong a lot of the time i don't know the facts on the ground on this particular matter um, regarding the email that everyone's tweeting about twitter blocked users from sharing an article that in in decaded hunter biden introduced his father joe to a ukrainian businessman charging that hacked materials were used in that particular story so um twitter saying yep we made a mistake um i think the mistake that they're admitting to is simply that they need to provide better context let's hit this story from another article this time from cnbc.com facebook twitter make editorial decisions to limit distribution of story claiming to show smoking gun emails related to biden and his son then this from salvador rodriguez key points of this article facebook and twitter decided to limit the distribution of a new york post story that claims to show the smoking gun the editorial decision to reduce the spread of the story which provides minimal evidence is a significant one for facebook and the social media company has long professed to stand for freedom of speech we've talked about this a whole lot um again i think in the maturity of facebook to becoming the adult in the room Um, they are making decisions that are going to make a lot of people very upset and perhaps rightfully so i think we have to take it on a case by case basis so let's look at this case in specific facebook and twitter on wednesday limited the distribution of a new york post story Uh, we just read an article from them where jack dorsey apologized uh, for not giving more context Um, While I will intentionally not link to the New York Post, this is a quote, I want to be clear that this story is eligible to be fact-checked by Facebook's third-party fact-checking partners, tweeted Andy Stone, a spokesman for Facebook. In the meantime, we are reducing its distribution on our platform. Now, I don't know if this story is true or not. Um, I'm certainly not. I'm an an uninvestigative political journalist, so I simply don't know. What uh, I do know is that uh, Facebook is willing to reduce the distribution of a post that they feel might be incorrect. And that level of power is pretty astounding. Um, They're not saying that they're going to um, get rid of it. They're just saying, you know, what we're just going to reduce its distribution on our platform until we get the facts. So to what extent is that um, a reasonable thing for facebook to do again as a private company they do whatever they want um, but as their power surges another article we're going to talk about today is uh, the eu taking a look at the uh, monopoly or duopoly if you look at like facebook um instagram um, are they too powerful the unverified story alleges then vice president biden's son hunter biden attempted to introduce a top executive at a ukrainian company hunter biden worked for to his father so quote investigations by the press during impeachment and even by two republican-led senate committees whose work was decried as not legitimate and political by a gop colleague have all reached the same conclusion that joe biden carried out uh official u.s policy toward ukraine and engaged in no wrongdoing trump administration officials have attested to these facts under oath according to bates a spokesman for the biden campaign uh, the new york post never asked the biden campaign about the critical elements of the story he added Um, So the fight is going to go on. I encourage you to take a look at the facts of this case to get a sense of um, the back and forth on this. Um, I guess from a social media perspective, my takeaway is that uh, Facebook feels compelled to be the judge. Um, They're going to limit the distribution of uh, items like this while they do their own independent investigation. And if that doesn't sound like... um, if that doesn't sound like the police to you or government to you, then I'm not sure what will. Um, they are going to have their own independent investigation of uh, what's really going on here before they allow that information to proliferate, which just goes to show you how important and decisive this kind of information is, um, especially in October of an election year. So now moving on to Kaylee McEnany. This is from newsweek.com. She said that... Uh, Her twitter account was locked and this is uh, her take on that white house press secretary think about that press secretary of the united states of america kaylee mcenany has said on twitter um, quote they had me at gunpoint she says after allegedly temporarily locking her out of her personal account she says she lost access to her twitter account on wednesday because she shared a story published by the new york post which claims that joe biden's son again so the ramifications of this is pretty crazy so what's the truth of the matter here i don't know i don't know if what they're alleging is true or not Um, i'm interested in what the social media sites are doing in reaction to it quote if they can ban the press secretary of the united states for president trump they can ban a citizen Um, and that is pathetic miss McEnany uh, told fox news sean hannity after reportedly being locked out Um, quote it's not a temporary blockage when i log into my twitter account it says i'm permanently banned essentially had me at gunpoint and said unless you delete a news story reported by the new york post i cannot regain access to my account so if this story from the new york post is uh incorrect if it is misinformation if it's wrong um then twitter is shown in a certain light and if it is right then uh mcenany is uh, shown in a certain light so it really boils down to the, the legitimacy of that particular post um how true is it so um there's going to be a lot of fervor over this um twitter uh blocking the um press secretary of the united states account that's a big deal um again it really comes down to whether or not it was misinformation what was being uh shared and i think time will probably tell on that it's going to be a little bit foggy i think in the near term to try to understand what exactly the truth is here but um as long as it stays in the news we'll be following it um yesterday we talked about YouTube not banning QAnon uh but being willing to um not run ads for anti-vaxxers now we're looking at YouTube following Facebook in banning QAnon but with caveats uh this from DetroitNews.com: YouTube will ban videos that promote QAnon and other conspiracy theories but only if they target specific people or groups seeking to crack down on potentially dangerous misinformation after criticism the service helped these fringe movements expand the decision comes a week after Facebook Incorporated said it would remove accounts associated with QAnon a uh, movement that the FBI has reportedly labeled a domestic terrorism threat YouTube's ban is an attempt to stamp out the conspiracy without hindering the massive volume of news and political commentary on its service Rather than a blanket prohibition of QAnon videos or accounts, YouTube is expanding its hate and harassment policies to include conspiracies that justify real-world violence. So very similar to um, the free speech argument in the United States, which is to say you can say whatever you want as long as you're not yelling fire in a crowded theater, as long as it doesn't justify real-world violence. That, of course, is a very gray area. What uh, is going to justify real-world violence and what isn't. Um, will algorithms save the day will machine learning finally um, achieve a sort of uh, machine enlightenment where it can really disseminate and understand with high accuracy what will lead to violence and what will not Um, back to the article quote context matters so news coverage on these issues or content discussing them without targeting individuals or protected groups may stay up youtube a unit of alphabets incorporated google wrote in a blog post So if you don't target an individual or a protected group, apparently that content is allowed to stay. Technology platforms have released a blitz of new rules to curb misinformation after mounting momentum for movements such as QAnon. So the the policing continues on and on and on and on. So um, there's some gray area here. I think YouTube gets it. I think they are aware of the fact that their algorithms are not strong enough to uh, perfectly... Um, maneuver these spaces um free speech um i would argue is under attack um now that being said there's a lot of free speech that is garbage you would probably agree with me with that um there there's a lot of uh, hate out there um and so trying to find the yin yang balance of these things is of course part of what makes this life so difficult linkedin marketing solutions looks ahead this is paul talbot the cmo um uh, i'm sorry cmo network rather linkedin has staked out a solid position of business to business social media leadership the extent to which this enviable value proposition for business to business marketers can resonate with business to customer b2c marketers remains unclear Uh, here's an interview with paul talbot and penry price with uh, linkedin So what's the number one misconception you run into when it comes to LinkedIn marketing solutions? Uh, Ah, Penry, I see is the, uh, I assume he's the CMO. He says, I can share two misconceptions we run into most often that we are strictly B2B and that we're expensive. So I can touch on that a little bit. We have run LinkedIn ads, obviously. Uh, I was promoting this show on LinkedIn for a bit. It is expensive in my experience. Um, Targeting a CEO or a CMO or a specific person Um, is not going to be as cheap as running a google ad by and large now linkedin obviously um, would disagree with that so price here Uh, we believe that our greatest opportunity is to help b2b and b2c marketers reach and engage with our more than 706 million professionals to help achieve their growth objectives on the b2b side one of our biggest areas of investment is the linkedin audience network which helps advertisers extend the reach of their sponsored content campaigns to reach LinkedIn's professional audiences off-platform across a collection of high-quality third-party publishers. Um, So I saw this the other day when I was running a LinkedIn ad, and they basically said, look, if you just want to advertise on LinkedIn, it's going to be much more expensive, um, was my takeaway. And so I clicked on the audience, not really knowing what it was, but it's just them saying, hey, look, it's a bunch of other third-party publishers. It's helped marketers, back to the article, reach up to 25% more members and achieve up to nine times more monthly touch points so i guess one of the problems with reaching more people and more touch points is you get paid per like impression or you're, you're paying for the reach and so if you reach a whole bunch more people that doesn't really matter what really matters obviously is conversions so back to the article we're also seeing a lot of b2c marketers especially those that offer higher consideration products like travel and automobiles come to LinkedIn. and i would argue that their main deal is b2b um, and in my experience so far, it has not quite yet worked. doesn't mean that it can't. I actually have a meeting with a LinkedIn representative tomorrow where I'm going to show them the campaign that I ran. Spent about a 100 bucks, um, and I got a bunch of views, and that's it. So great reach, great viewership, but who cares? Nobody's clicking. Nobody's converting. Um, so I'm going to have a conversation with her um, just to kind of get a sense of what I personally am missing when it comes to LinkedIn advertising, mind you. There are members of my team um, that have more experience in this than I do. So I, uh, for my own personal growth, I'm going to go through a couple of experiments just to understand LinkedIn ads a bit better. Last but not least, Google, Facebook, and Apple in the crosshairs as lawmakers agree on EU intervention in big tech. A position paper from French and Dutch cabinet ministers calls on regulators to take preemptive action. So these are obviously nations that uh, do not own, uh facebook i obviously america doesn't own it either but um uh there is uh, more of an incentive for europe to crack down on uh foreign entities just like the trump administration has cracked down on ByteDance and tiktok two european cabinet ministers have called on regulators to take preemptive action against tech giants including the option of breaking them up in a bid to curb their power and control over the market cedric O. of france and mona Kaiser of the netherlands signed a position paper on thursday that said intervening um, or intervention targeting gatekeeping online platforms is required to ensure fair competition and that users are treated fairly their target is big tech companies like facebook and amazon let's not forget amazon which they said are so dominant that they structurally act as gatekeepers for other platforms and on the use of data Um, we were just talking today we have a client who is having a heck of a time getting their google my business listing up um they they have sent in pictures of the location they've sent in your uh, insurance documentation they sent in business licensure documentation they have taken a photo of them in front of the actual business and now i'm not kidding they're being asked by google to do a live video where they walk through the establishment so let me put it to you this way let's say that this particular business I won't mention exactly who they are um would make i don't know if the Google my business listing came up another seventy to eighty thousand dollars a month, right because that's the amount of traffic that it would generate for them if they could get their Google my business listing up. Google has almost no incentive to expedite their listing going up they're just you know they're not getting paid if the Google my business listing goes up they have an incentive to run more google ads but they don't have an incentive to make sure that every um one of these uh listings goes up and so they wait and it's slow and they they offshore this this sort of work and you can't talk to the same person more than once and It's very irritating and in the end uh what happens is the listing finally comes up but is there a check from google coming for all that lost business of course not is there any sort of um making you whole or making you right if google says you know what you are actually a legitimate business uh, and you deserve to be here no of course not and so this is the problem with a monopoly now if google is acting perfectly and all of their services work just fine then it's not that big of a deal but when there is no alternative when you can't get a listing up and you've done all the right things um and your only option is to sue them for like back damages or something crazy like that um then you have a problem you do Um, there is it's not like a or b there's not like half of the markets over here and half of it's over there it like follows the bell curve like they have 80 percent of it or more so i get where the eu is coming from Uh, quote breaking up these companies isn't an absolute value uh, but can be ultimately can be ultimately the result of competition control so we'll see i mean it wouldn't surprise me if it starts in europe why wouldn't it Um, they have more incentive to break them up they're not seeing the tax revenue, I would argue, um, as much as the United States is. And I could argue not here as well. Um, we've, we've all seen the, the tax loopholes that these giant corporations go through. So, I don't know. I'm torn. I'm torn on this. Um, I think that uh, Google and Facebook and Apple, um, by and large, have changed the cultural face of the earth. And I think that they're going to come up with more incredible things as time progresses. And we don't want to uh, stop them from innovating. Um, But we also want uh, justice and fairness. Um, And so it's going to be tricky um, for Google, Facebook, and Apple to get it right. And uh, they're definitely going to have to fight these battles because the talk of breaking them up has only increased um, as time has gone by. So we are going to summarize the events of the day here. Um, But Before we do, join us for the live show 10 30 a.m pacific standard time just type in marketing as a foreign language into youtube and you'll find us right there hit the subscribe button hit that notification bell you'll know when we're live it's the same time every day not that hard um okay ceo of twitter said you know what we made a mistake the mistake he made was not giving context uh for the this tweet about biden ukraine whatever um i don't think that he regrets uh, banning the accounts per se or not allowing those accounts to proliferate i think he regrets not giving any context um which is something that twitter absolutely should do if they're going to ban your account uh, facebook twitter are making a decision to limit the distribution of the biden story so if it if it turns out that the biden story is right um and that there was sort of some funny business um then uh then yes um there are some issues there um Sorry, I lost my train of thought. Got a couple comments. I got uh, Jim Rossi, totally agree. Ooh, I'm gonna have to pop in and see what Jim said. And Esther, who can we trust to make these decisions? They all have our personal information. Yes, they do. Google uh, has been very clear that they just want to eat up um, all of that data. So so back to this point I was trying to make, which was um, if it is true what the story says about Biden, then uh, Facebook, Twitter have egg on their face um, because they are basically deciding to reduce the distribution, um, without necessarily knowing all the facts, which is a tricky business, um, and, uh, could easily be seen as, uh, unethical. That being said, um, if they are right, well, then they stop the spread of misinformation. So at the end of the day, um, we're going to have to see, we got Esther Sass coming in saying DOJ just came out and said it was a nothing burger, <laughs> a nothing burger. Is that exactly what they said? Esther Sass, the DOJ? <laughs> uh is that i hope that's a direct quote i hope that the doj literally said it was a nothing burger that's my hope um so kaylee mcenany gets her uh twitter account basically shut down the press secretary of the united states which is pretty crazy um for uh reposting this this tweet we'll have to see again um what the facts are i think it's going to take some time to uncover those but that's a big deal that is a big deal youtube follows facebook in banning QAnon, but with caveats okay so youtube uh, pushing forward in the same way that facebook was just yesterday youtube was saying that nope we're not going to do it and now they're saying yes as long as it quote justifies real world violence or at least as uh uh if it uh the post itself justifies real world violence um linkedin yeah um you can check it out i think for b2b there are some options there i have found it to be expensive um, I'll let you get. Uh, let you know more about the meeting I have tomorrow um, once I chat with a representative there. And then, uh, yeah, the EU, I think, is going to attack Google and Facebook and Apple more vociferously than the United States will. But we will have to wait and see what exactly is going to happen there. Ladies and gentlemen, thanks so much for swinging on by the show today. Much appreciated, as always. Uh, join us for the live show, 10.30 a.m. Pacific Standard Time tomorrow, if you so please. Um, that is the show for today. I think it's time for an outro. Who's with me? Oh, wow. I deleted the outro. You know what the outro is going to be? Oh, there it is. (laughs) Thanks, Esther Stass. Talk to you guys later. Bye-bye.